If you want to trust your intuition, if you want to trust anything, you got to be in your body because that's that beautiful feminine energy. And so many of us who have goals, if you want your goals, we've got to also be able to release the things that don't serve us. We've got to let go of those things, let go of control. Um, and at the same time, be open to receive what we desire. And that is so important because that's all the feminine energy. You know, the visibility, the vulnerability, like so many people, money aside, they deeply desire love, connection, you know, to be heard, to be understood. You know, there's all of these things that they need to be open to letting out of themselves and at the same time letting in what they want. Hello and welcome to the Mind to Lead podcast. I'm Georgie Hubbard and I am on a mission to help you live a level 10 life. If you want to live an extraordinary life, a life full of passion and energy, of joy and abundance, then this is the podcast that teaches you how to do just that. Through my conversations with some extraordinary leaders and my own life experiences, I come to you weekly with all of the teachings, and steps you need to take your life to the next level. So if you are ready to develop the mindset it takes to lead, then this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind to Lead podcast. And today I'm very excited as I'm about to have an amazing conversation with Stacey Rasky. Stacey is a soulful success coach, I love that, leadership mentor, boundaries expert, author and speaker and was also recently featured in Business Insider as one of the top 20 mindful leaders leading us into a better 2021. Stacey, amazing to have you on the podcast today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It is an honor to be with another one of the top 20 <laughs> mindful thought leaders guiding us into it. Um, an amazing 2021. So, yeah. Well, we were honor. just we were just saying before we jumped on the podcast, I'm literally just making my way through the list because there's just so many incredible people on this list, obviously yourself included. So let's talk about that because you don't get nominated as one of the top 20 mindful leaders leading us into 2021 if you haven't had an incredible journey you don't have an incredible mindset so i'd love to know a little bit more about who is stacy your journey and um and yeah what's brought you to where you are today oh my goodness like that's <laughs> so big and open right where do we start where do we start well I think the biggest thing is is just like you said you hit the nail on the head that we don't get into the position of being a thought leader a change maker a trailblazer without coming from some hardship some trauma, some struggles, some, you know, triumphs along the way and some powerful life lessons that we've leaned into, learned from and have now allowed to guide us because obviously if we are thought leaders, we lead by example. And that's everything that I'm all about is taking the, you know, all of the stuff that I share is based on my own trauma recovery story, my addiction recovery story. And what was interesting is even though I'm an Iraq war veteran in the army, I did chemical and biological warfare detection mm -hmm. during my trauma recovery journey. I realized it wasn't the experiences I had in the military that were 
causing my issues. It was actually way older than that. It was actually childhood trauma. I love my parents. They're great people. However, they had their own traumas. They had their own baggage. They had their own uh, toolkits and and things that just were not ideal and, and left them very emotionally unavailable and, you know, kind of set the stage for me to become um, a high achiever, learn to wear the good girl mask, dim my light, you know, shine or hide my, my power and my truth just to play the role. Um, you know, growing up, it was really, for the most part, it was my mom and I, cause they divorced and it was interesting how much I turned into that people pleaser and really focusing on taking care of my mom, even though, I mean, she took care of me, but it's interesting, especially as an only child or the oldest child, um, how much we kind of feedback into our parents sort of emotional cycles and things like that and so I learned to play the role and was just always disempowering myself and focusing on everybody else and got a lot of validation and and what I thought was love through you know success and you know good grades and behaving and all of those things and over time that created a prison of, of really rejecting my truth and also unhealthy coping because I was really avoiding my thoughts and my emotions. And so after I got out of the military, it was kind of a 10 year downward spiral that was very slow of just continuing that journey of rejecting my truth, rejecting my power, rejecting the things that were inside of me that were just screaming to get out because I was building a life of shoulds. And so it was, you know, go to college, get married, get the corporate job that's safe with good pay and benefits, buy the house and the nice cars and do all the things, you know, it was just checking the boxes. And every one of those checking the boxes slowly was just chipping away at my soul. And I learned to numb out and I avoided and I numbed out with food, alcohol, drugs, work, social media, television, even at my worst, self-harm. Just anything to change how I was feeling in the moment because I didn't know how to handle me. And most people didn't really know how to handle me. So I was that control freak and the perfectionist and the type A personality, the quintessential negative expression of what it means to be an alpha woman. And then the opposite of that was just really extreme... Um, extreme kind of imbalance, you know, depression, anxiety, uh, chronic health conditions. I was a hundred pounds overweight at that point of my rock bottom moment. My marriage was in shambles. Actually, I'd lost my career because of my health. And needless to say, the end of 2014, I just had the gift of this moment of clarity that I had no idea who I was. I completely hated myself. I was actually shoving food in my face and chasing it with booze and had this clarity moment of like, what am I doing? And it was, I'm trying to make myself look as ugly as I feel inside. And I hated myself that much. And so needless to say, the woman you see today that everyone knows and to be that mindful thought leader has only been a just over a five-year journey. And so massive success can happen in a very short, very short period of time. Yeah. Wow. 
I'm actually quite I'm actually quite emotional by by all of that. I just feel like you were so open and you just said some absolutely beautiful things. And I think that's just such a powerful story. And just because this is what tends to happen, right? Like people see you now um, in Business Insiders, one of these m- m- mindful thought leaders, and they must and they think, oh God, you know, she must have it all together, you know, like you know, just just and obviously you do now, but you didn't. And I think that where you've come from to get to where you are now, it, what an incredible journey. And uh, you said something really powerful in that 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 conversation just then. You said, I was building a life of shoulds. And I think that there's a lot of people out there that are going just through the hamster wheel now. And and one thing I believe that this pandemic has allowed people to do is take a pause and actually audit their lives and go, you know, this house that I have and I have this huge mortgage on, do I need it? The car, the two cars on the drive, do I need them? I think people are really starting to look within now as opposed to look externally. So I would love to now, you, you talked about just 10 years and you hit rock bottom what what happened like when did you suddenly wake up and go right enough's enough and start turning your life around and what did that process look like oh yeah and and i completely agree with you where you know it's 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 beautiful seeing how what has happened over 2020 created such a pattern interrupt where people are realizing wow i was focusing so much on these external conditions and that was really the quintessential trap that I was in, right? Those shoulds. It was all this external stuff that I was chasing or using as the distraction or using it to fill the void that was going on internally. Mm. So, oh, yes. Okay. Now I'm getting all emotional. Okay, let's go back. (laughs) Let's refocus. Okay. What's your question again? Yeah. So in terms of like turning your life around, like you hit rock bottom, you were saying you were like eating food, chasing it with alcohol, you were overweight and you were just basically trying to make yourself look as ugly as what you felt inside, which is just, wow. Like that to me is like total rock bottom. And then to turn out to the beautiful, gorgeous woman I'm speaking to now is it's so inspiring. So yeah, talk to me. How, how did that transformation look? So it, it was really funny because it was very fast. It was very fast. And I think having that moment of clarity with myself that because I'd spent so much time avoiding, avoiding being with myself because I was using everything under the sun to avoid, whether it was hustle and hard work or, or the food or the drugs or the alcohol or, or focusing on other people. And literally what it was, was thank goodness for therapy. I was in therapy, trauma therapy at the time. But after that moment of clarity, I went to the therapist and I said, I told her, I said, you know what? This is what happened. And I said, I'm done. I am so done. I'm throwing in the towel. She's like, all right, what are you throwing in the towel for? I said, I'm done trying to control anything other than myself. And that flipped everything upside down. Now, granted, I did not have mentors or coaches yet. So like a lot of things, it was very all or nothing. So I did go into this transformation (laughs) journey for the first year in a bit of an unhealthy way. It was very all or nothing because I didn't understand how to have boundaries. That's literally how I became a boundaries expert was just like, okay, I got to learn everything I possibly can because I have no boundaries. (laughs) The mine are totally jacked up. I need to learn some boundaries. Um, And so it was a very awkward, but I was just, It was literally like a light switch of just, I am all in for me Mm. for the first time in a long time. Mm. And that's what it was. 
That's really powerful. And you, you said I'm all in for me then. How, how important do you think that whole self-love, self-esteem, just you know, making peace and accepting who you are is in terms of like moving forward? It is absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. Everything that we are able to do externally is a reflection of what's going on internally. And it all starts internal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, even the work that I do with my clients, it really is all about building a relationship with ourselves. Cause that was the one relationship I didn't have mm-hmm. in my entire life. That was the one relationship I never really had, I started to get it when I was in the military, when I joined the military and, and kind of going through basic training and, mm. you know, my, my business schooling and all that mm. stuff in the army. But, um, it, it didn't fully form because then I found other distractions mm. yeah, <laughs> from, yeah. from my baggage. You know, I found my husband and, and I found, you know, uh, people to hang out with, you know, and just other stuff. But for a while there, I did have the opportunity by myself, mm. no guy, no, no booze, no family, no nothing to just use as a crutch. It was just me. Mm. And that was what I was avoiding my whole life was just truly being with me and being in a relationship with myself. I'm like, holy crap, I've got all these bullshit stories in the background that have nothing to do with me. And they've been driving my bus Mm -hmm. that, you know, the stories that say I'm not enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not lovable or deserving that I can't do something with ease and authenticity. I got to work hard or suffer or sacrifice or struggle or pay something, some price to prove that I earned it or that I deserve it. Mm -hmm. And the more I built a relationship with myself, the more I learned to love and accept and embrace all of it, like the good, the negative. I mean, hurt people, hurt people. I've, I've been the abuser as much as I've been a victim. You know, I've been mean. I've done those things to step into that place of just forgiveness and release and just healing, healing the trauma and the hurts. And it's like... Those are the most powerful lessons that we could ever have. And that's where our power comes from, from that darkness that we spend a lifetime avoiding. Mm -hmm. And that is what has helped me catapult so quickly Mm -hmm. in my life, in my business, my marriage. We're about to hit 20 years together. Thank you. We've been through it all. It's so crazy. You know, I mean, I've kept that. I lost 100 pounds in 2015, but I've kept it off with such ease. And like, it's just my health keeps getting better and greater vitality and energy. And obviously the business at this point now, same thing, just massively catapulting. And it's by doing things that I never thought were possible, like really building a life based on what feels good on pleasure, like a business that it's like, Ooh, that sounds cool. Let's follow that for a little bit. Like really following what feels good and breaking out of the hustle Mm. and the fear and the scarcity. And, Oh, it feels so good. 
Yeah, what what a liberating way to live, hey! And, and look, you, you've you said some really amazing things there as well. And just just going back to the whole self love piece, you you mentioned forgiveness, and I think this is a really really key piece in the whole really getting to know yourself and really getting to love yourself and the the whole forgiveness. And I think this is where a lot of people struggle from from what I can see and what I what I hear. And you know, they blame their parents, they blame you know ex partners, they blame it's, it's all everybody else's fault, right? And I think that the the hardest thing to do is to realize that we are responsible for the position that we're in and then go on that self-love journey but I'd love to really talk to you about what how did you go about the forgiveness piece you know and and you know yeah just just I guess shed some light on it because some people go oh I'm condoning that person's behavior I'm like no that's not what forgiveness is about so I'd love to hear your thoughts on it Oh, yes. Oh, this is going so juicy. Thank you. This is so good. No, it, it is. Forgiveness is such an interesting an interesting thing. Um, I think a lot of that was not the first step. I think that is the big challenge for people is I think we go into the process of healing starting with forgiveness. And I don't think that's necessarily always the best option. Mm. I think there's a lot of building this trust love and understanding with ourselves first, building, filling the cup first, almost to the point of, guess what? We're getting so full. There's no room left to hold on to the anger, the resentment, the hurt anymore, mm. you know, kind of addressing it a little bit differently. I think we, a lot of people step into it still in the pain, the victim energy, even if they are empowered to where they're no longer in the victim energy, there's still a lot of hurt. So I feel like if we, you know, if you fill the cup first with the love and the healing, and then that's just the natural part of the process. Mm. And then I'm able, I found for me, it was about being able to step into the observer place, really disconnecting the emotional trigger and being an observer, whether it was of myself, whether it was of somebody else, you know, my husband and ex, my parents, whomever it was, and just observe that they're working with the toolkit that they had at the time. Mm -hmm. Like, that's it. I was working with the toolkit I had at the time. And if I'm observing in that way without the emotion and I can learn the lessons from the situation, it's no longer a hurt, a pain, or a wound. Now it is a benefit. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, oh, okay. I know that's not going to happen again because I, there's that lesson, you know, or it might happen again, but differently. And, but what I'm building the skill of is becoming the observer, disconnecting the emotion and learning the lesson. Because if we learn the lesson, now our past has a value. It takes away the pain and the hurt because now I'm like, no, this was good. But at the same time, I can let go of all the other bullshit that doesn't relate to the lesson. I can let the rest of it go, keep the lesson and move forward because now I'm empowering myself rather than staying prison to my past. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's such incredible advice. And I just think that yeah, people who are listening to this right now and they're on this journey because there's a lot of people who are and and for the first time as well as a lot of people who are in isolation are spending time you know with themselves and, and and perhaps you know really things are coming up for them and you know I think instead of like 
allowing yourself to get caught up in the story and you know adding more suffering and pain and you know, on and, and sort of creating this identity around this past it's like accepting it you know, acknowledging what happened and then choosing to sort of release it and 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 try and let it go which I know is easier said than done it's a process right and you mm-hmm. said you know it's it's been a five-year journey for you even though it happened quite quickly the transformation it, 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 it's still an ongoing process right I mean I say this to people all the time it's like, it doesn't just stop you don't just suddenly wake up and go I'm going to stop meditating I'm going to stop learning I'm going to stop growing I'm just going to be this happy mindful incredible person all, all the time it's a daily discipline so I'd love to get into that now in terms of like you know what you do sort of on a daily basis to to make sure that you still stay in this incredible mindset and you don't go back into old patterns of behavior. Mm, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. It is a process. And I I mean, even now I am being an observer to what's going on and realizing um, like I've moved so far away from the using external things to celebrate even at this point. Like, you know, how usually, woohoo, big win, mindful thought leader. Yay. Right. Like, let's go get a beer. Let's go get some food. Let's, you know, do something. And I, it was really leaning into like, wow, all those are still external things. Mm -hmm. And every one of those external things is actually taking away from my emotion. And so I'm stepping into the place of radical celebration, which means radical celebration is holding space and feeling not only the positive emotions of like, yeah, this is amazing, Mm -hmm. but also those little tiny negative emotions that also come up when good things happen, because it's part of that expansion of your abundance capacity that says, hey, there's still a little story that says like, who, who are you? Or mm. wait till they find out you're an imposter, mm. you know, or like whatever the story is, we've mm. all got the little voice mm. and it's not even the big inner critic, but there's a little voice and we can get so focused on the positive in the place of almost the toxic positivity mm. as many of us get sucked into in personal development mm. that we ignore those parts. And so now I'm in this place of radical celebration of like, I'm giving myself to permission to feel all of the feelings mm-hmm. and it's weird and it's awkward mm-hmm. and I'm just like I'm still figuring out what is this new way of celebrating for me mm-hmm. so it's always stepping into these new places but to allow that to happen you are spot on it is a routine every day non-negotiable I have an a.m. and a p.m. routine I'm so thankful that one of my very very my absolute very first mentors um his was all about bookending the day both in the morning and at night not just in a morning routine so you know my morning routine thankfully over the last two years now I've been able to learn how to meditate and again not a pro always a work in progress this is a consummate overthinker like even if in the half hour I meditate I have maybe two or three or five minutes of Clarity, it's something, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The same. And sometimes too, it's just you get great ideas too. Um, but it's meditation, uh, happy dancing every day, huge, so important. Just moving the body, you know, yeah. all that good stuff. Exercise is great. It's not something I do every day, but I do a lot of exercise and I just, I have to be in my body. I have to. Um, planning my day, because otherwise I am a scatterbrain, like the ADD gets out of control. And 
so many really driven, ambitious, visionary alpha leaders, such as myself, were balancing this tightrope of high sensation seeking, right? This vision um, driving and the ambition and a lot of that really great masculine energy, but also this high sensitivity and high empathy. So we're perceiving the world differently. And so just the ADD can easily get out of control. So plan my day is huge. Um, and then a couple anchor things in the morning as far as wellness and that, that can vary, you know, am I taking some supplements? Am I doing some other things? And then in the evening at night before bed is a lot of celebrating my day, tracking my successes. What are my gratitudes? some journaling, you know, good things from the day. There's a lot of those different things. I even do kind of a nighttime type of happy dance. My spiritual advisor gave me, um, that's really good too, to sort of ground and anchor back into my body at the end of the day. So total non-negotiables seven days a week. Yeah, beautiful. And I just think that's it, isn't it? It's like people go, oh, I've read this book, I've done this course, I've had therapy, I'm good. And and it is it's it is an ongoing process. And and it's something that I think the more you do it, the more you enjoy it. Like if, if I go a couple of days without meditating, for example, I'll go, oh, I need, to, I need to check in. I need to just remove myself and just go and sit for 30 minutes and just be with Georgie. Or if I haven't exercised for uh, a couple of days, I'll be like, well, I need to do something. I need to move my body. I'm very in tune with that. But I think that's because I've done it for such a long, 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 long period of time that now if I don't do it, I miss it. And this is what I tell people. It's like, it, it, it might seem difficult to begin with, like change new habits always is, six, six days of correct habit. But the more you do it, the more it just becomes your, it's just automatic you don't like I don't even think mm -hmm. twice now about waking up putting on some music meditating going for a walk going to the gym it's like I don't even need to think about it it's just part of my morning routine like you say so I, I'm I'm really big on on routines and like you uh you also touched upon something that I think I really want to dive into now is that that whole balance piece you know like it, it, you talked about the masculine energy and this is something that me myself I'm sat here and my, my husband's like nodding along too as well because through about most of my 20s I was very masculine energy I was very goal orientated I'm not going to be happy until I get this promotion I earn this much money I buy this house I have this car all external and very very masculine and what I've really learned to do over the last sort of um, couple of years is to really get to know me more through meditation through journaling through all that good stuff but, but really tap into the flow the ease the spiritual side of me and that feminine energy which is I, I won't lie there are still days where I have to really watch it where I'll get this like bout of anxiety and I'll go right we're gonna do this gonna and I and as soon as I see that and feel that come up I go oh no this isn't this isn't the Georgie now you're not this person anymore so love to talk to you about that and how you balance almost like the yin and the yang the masculine the feminine and what that journey's been like for you Oh yes, it is. It is. It's so interesting. It was, it was stuff that I, I think prior to this journey over the last five years, I had no idea what it really meant to be in this place of energetic balance because that's what it is. You got masculine energy, feminine energy. It has nothing to do with gender. Everyone has it. And the most influential leaders in the world, it's balance. They bring in this, this beautiful um, amount of strength 
and authenticity and vulnerability, which is all the feminine energy, mm-hmm. with the um, safety mm-hmm. and stability and integrity of the masculine energy. Mm-hmm. And they've got both sides really dialed in regardless. And so that was a big piece for me where I realized from my childhood trauma, seeing that women were disempowered, they had no voice, you know, there were, you know, men were in that place of power and control in, in our lives, in our family. And so I learned early on that if I wanted to feel powerful, I had to be in masculine energy. So it was just hustle. And what I learned was it was through control. And so I didn't know how to create safety internally and I didn't have safety externally. So what a lot of us do and and most of us understand it as the wall right? We've got the wall around our heart. We've got the wall that blocks people from getting in, from blocks us from being hurt. And that wall for me, what kept that going, especially was I can create feelings of quote unquote safety through control. The more I can control, it helps offset the fact that inside I feel completely out of control. And so it was hustle and doing. And like when I went to college after I got out of the army, straight A's. Mm -hmm. So much so I graduated valedictorian. And people are like, of course you did because like you're so like alpha, (laughs) you know. But it was really looking back like, wow, not only was I needing that external validation to create safety at the same time, it was not long after my husband and I got married And so it was an easy way for me to avoid intimacy and vulnerability with him, Mm -hmm. avoid connection because I'm busy. I'm hiding in my schoolwork because it's Mm -hmm. safe. Mm -hmm. Same thing with work, right? Like hide in, in work. And, and that's still something I put energy and effort into. In fact, he was just, before I got on this, he's like, Hey, you need to check your boundaries again because you're starting to deviate. And, And I told him, I said, yes, I've been observing that I recently was going through a little bit of trigger, a little bit of trauma response. And so the default is going to hustle. It's still a thing, even with all the work, but now there's no judgment with it. I can just say, oh, okay, what can I learn? How do I fix it? Kind of going through that process. So that's why it's so important for me to nurture my feminine energy because I just learned my whole life, reject it, reject it. And so, you know, the easy understanding is masculine in our head, feminine in our body, right? If you want to trust your intuition, if you want to trust anything, you got to be in your body because that's that beautiful feminine energy. And so many of us who have goals, if you want your goals, we've got to also be able to release the things that don't serve us. We've got to let go of those things, let go of control. Um, and at the same time, be open to receive what we desire. And that is so important because that's all the feminine energy, Mm. you know, the visibility, the vulnerability, like so many people, money aside, they deeply desire love connection, Mm. you know, to be heard, Mm. to be understood. You know, there's all of these things that they need to be open to letting out of themselves and at the same time letting in what they want Mm. and so we've got to nurture that part and that's why the exercise eating well like 
just taking care of yourself, but really building that relationship with you because it all starts with you. And if you are willing to trust yourself, love yourself, you know, be willing to literally receive love from yourself, kindness, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it really starts that process. So, mm-hmm. so important. Yeah, that's that's absolutely beautiful. And I just think there's so many people that can relate to everything you just said then. And I was definitely nodding my head because it's definitely a trigger for me if I feel like things aren't going to plan, you know, instead of taking a step back and going, okay, well, what's going on and and taking the bigger picture and going within, I'll I'll throw myself more into work. And I have to be very, very aware of that um, because it is just my default. Um, and, And like you said, then it's just that whole masculine energy. But when I tap into the flow and the ease and the intuition like I I actually get more done and more success comes my way and you know I'm like why can't I just be in this flow all the time so it's it it is it's something to be very aware of and something that I have become more aware of as as I sort of go on this journey because I think you know the the journey's never ending right and one thing that I keep on reminding myself is that it's not the outcome it is the journey it's the process and I think that this is where we we lose ourselves a lot it's all about we live in a society that's very outcome driven right you know Mm -hmm. this is what success looks like and on that note as well like you know you've obviously experienced a lot in your life and I, I loved I ask this question every time so what what in your mind now does success look like to you oh I love that yes 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 and and you're right too just on what you were sharing that it is it, it I get more success more gratitude more joy in the balanced energy rather than just being in hustle mode. Mm -hmm. Like the more that I'm constantly allowing myself to be in that feminine energy for the clarity, for the alignment, for the trust, the ease, the flow, it opens the gates to everything. Way more Mm -hmm. focus, way more productive, way more aligned action, Mm -hmm. way more of those amazing clients, way more income, way more love. And, you know, everything just becomes really orgasmic. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, that's what it is. And it's, and I think that's what success is now my new definition of success because of course it used to all be the external stuff Mm. and my definition of success now is all about who am I being and how does it feel Mm. (laughs) you know if I feel like if I feel good am I feeling joy am I being present am I engaging my senses and really savoring the moments and the experience am I connecting with the people I'm with, Mm. um, you know, am, do I feel, you know, aligned and in like that high vibe space, you know, whether it's, it's impacting a large audience, like the opportunity to do with an amazing podcast like this, Mm. or with the article or, you know, on big stages, or is it just those moments Mm. by myself where I'm like, holy shit, look how far you've come. (laughs) Look at what you've been able to accomplish. And look at how many people saw the amazing things in you before you did. Mm. That's what's so juicy. Like Mm. none of this happened alone. And that's what's so important too. None of us are meant to do it alone. We're Mm. supposed to have community and tribe and support and It's just so amazing. So it really is just like, is this is this about joy and peace and ease and love and connection and 
whether it's by myself or with others, it's like, mm. oh, it feels good. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I just think you just very, very humbly put then as well, because I think that one thing that I used to do a lot myself was that I used to have this attitude of, if it's going to happen, it's all down to me. And I wouldn't like ask for help. I was sort of saw that as a sign of weakness. And, you know, I just tried to do it all. And I ended up, you know, just just burning out, basically. And there was zero joy there was and I achieved all this, these outer things of success. And actually inside, I was miserable, I was empty. And I, I remember um, having this goal of buying my first house. And I got there and I moved in and I was like, is this it? I was expecting to feel something and it, I felt nothing. I felt empty. And I just remember sitting on the floor of this, um, my, the, the first home that I bought, looking around at these walls and go, I was really expecting to feel more than this. And it was a real wake up call for me because I'm like, right, Georgina, this is, this is serious. Like you can't go through your life chasing these external things and not giving you joy. So I think what you just said then about your, your idea of success is just so beautifully put. So let's let's tie this conversation around so what you do now so obviously you coach uh you know people who really want to feel that soulful success so how would you define soulful success is it just what you said then that ease that joy uh more internal than external yeah absolutely it really is i mean obviously it looks different for everyone but i think that sums it up really well is mm. is just being in a place of being proud of themselves, being proud of who they're being and how they're showing up in the world and knowing that they're creating an impact and leaving a legacy of change while at the same time being an amazing mom or a phenomenal wife or, you know, leading their team in their business with authenticity and inspiration mm -hmm. You know, it, that's the stuff that really gets them going because I work with alpha women. And what's so funny is how many of these women don't even identify as alpha because they'll be like, I'm so introverted. And I'm like, guess what? I'm not an extrovert. People yeah. <laughs> they meet me and they think I'm such an extrovert. I'm like, mm -mm. I'm the quintessential ambivert. <laughs> but um, but what it is, is, is a lot of the women do connect to having been called intimidating and that's the big one. They're like, oh, yeah, I've definitely been called intimidating a time or two. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes it's just they're really, really, really high achievers, but at the same time getting some negative feedback from their drive, their ambition, their visionary um, way of being. And then others just know. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm so alpha. <laughs> <laughs> but what it is, it, what it is, is whether they know they're alpha or not, it's about unleashing that power and potential that we all have to be the leader, our business, our message, our mission needs us to be hmm. because we've got to be in that leadership and it's not the type of leadership that's intimidating. Cause again, a lot of leaders learn through the hyper-masculine or toxic masculinity, sort of patriarchal, historically patriarchal type of leadership, that it's a very negative type of like alpha leadership energy. And that's not what this is at all. It's really reaching the next level where you're leading this beautiful, balanced energy where you're able to influence people with your leadership because you're so aligned you've got the strength, you've got the vision, you've got 
the safety, the stability, um, the integrity, and you're also being vulnerable. You're trusting your team. You're, you know, you, so it, you've got to have both the masculine and the feminine energy included to be an influential leader or what I lovingly call influential because oh. the root, so the yeah. root Latin of influence is actually in flow, which means you're leading mm. with your feminine energy. Mm. It's so good. It's so juicy. And yeah. for the women that I work with, they so need it. They're, every one of them's like, yep, control issues. Yeah. I so see it. <laughs> like, you know, and it kind of goes back to the deep primitive brain, right? Like you just said, you know, when, when that happens for you, you're like, Oh, something happens, go into hustle. And it's just the safety. And that's what it is. So we're not, we're also focusing on empowering their innate masculine energy too, to move away from control and create internal safety with healthy boundaries. And then that gives them this beautiful platform to really let their beautiful feminine energy shine. And that's like the inner rebel. That's the trailblazer and the change maker that goes against the status quo and inspires things like entrepreneurship and writing a book, you know, really fun stuff like that. You know, the creativity of our inner child, all of that stuff, you know, the emotion. I mean, people are always like, wow, Stacy, you have no problem crying on the drop of a hat. I'm like, I have full access to all of my emotions and it. I yeah. love, I love that part. Mm. Like as much as I can be like, all right, this is what we're doing. Mm. Boom, boom, boom. But in the same time, be like, and inspiring and elevating people by holding space in a way that gives them permission to feel their emotions. Like it's so good. Like that's influential, influential, you know, (laughs) but that's like really epic leadership. Yeah, I completely agree. Where were you five years ago for me? Hey, I could have done with some of this coaching back then. Even now, oh I think everyone can. You know, that's the thing. It's like, you know, the the power of a mentor, the power of a coach, right? And I think, you know, the you you you, you quickly identify patterns in yourself when you are working with somebody and you're talking it through. And um, yeah, it's very, very powerful, extremely powerful. So look, for people who are listening to this right now and they want to, you know, uh, reach out to you, they want to be coached by you, Stacey, where, where should they go? Where can they reach you? Absolutely. The the best landing spot, kind of the, the one-stop shop as far as the hub for me is stacyraski.com. Mm-hmm. And that gives links to all, you know, my beautiful free Facebook community, uh, my YouTube channel, you know, all kind of all the places that I can be followed on all the socials, you know. <laughs> so yeah, really, really great content. And then some of my free resources are available there as well. Amazing. We'll make sure we put all the links so people can easily access. But it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. And I know that everyone listening would have got, I got so many takeaways from from this today. So thank you so much. Absolutely incredible. And uh, I just know you're just going to be going off and destined to do huge things in your feminine energy. Uh, It's going to be absolutely amazing. I can't wait to watch your journey unfold. So thank you so much for being here today. Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you. It has been such an honor and a pleasure. Uh, This is so fun. Amazing. Okay, that's today's episode. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Stacey, amazing. And I will speak to you all again soon. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Mind to Lead podcast. I really hope you got some great takeaways and key learnings from this episode. To help us spread the message, please give us a rating and leave us a review. We love reading your thoughts and your insights and your learnings. And look, reach out to me. Reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm Georgie Hubbard. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Georgie L. Hubbard. Let's connect. I hope you have an incredible day and I look forward to speaking to you all again soon. Thank you.